11. Sexual Assault Awareness Month, The Aftermath, Mindsets and Emotions. Welcome to the Linda Brightman Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Brightman. God has called me to build the identity of Christians. Whether you're a new Christian or a seasoned leader, let me ask you one question. If I could crawl inside your mind for 24 hours, would I have a good day? This is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And today I'm going to be speaking with another woman on the aftermath of sexual assault, the mindsets and the emotions. So I'm Linda Brightman and I have with me today, Andy Berger. She is up in Central Oregon and she's the executive director of Beulah's Place, which is a nonprofit who helps at-risk homeless teens uh, get back on track to get them off the street and back into the community. So, Andy, welcome to the show today. Well, thank you, Linda. I'm excited to be here. It's an honor. So, the Sexual Assault Awareness Month, what I'd like us to talk about are the mindsets and the emotions that follow someone around in the aftermath of, uh, of a sexual assault. You know, what, what they're dealing with, dealing with and how uh, we as ministers can really help them. And um, what do you see as the primary issue in terms of the mind and the emotions after an assault with a victim? That's a great question, Linda. And having been through that myself, I'll speak from my own experience and from what I've noticed in the kids that we rescue. Uh, I was violated by male and female family members from a very young age all the way through uh, 17 and to the point where I tried to take my life at the age of five. And when the assaults are happening and you are helpless, that feeling of helplessness uh, leads to a lot of shame and a lack of empowerment. I know I felt I either deserved it, I must be really bad that this happens, or that I wasn't very valuable in God's eyes or anyone's eyes as I got older and still could not fend off those assaults. I felt shame. I felt dirty. I felt like I had no purpose that I would be better off if I wasn't in this life. And that goes against what God has for us. Mentally, I kept believing if I just find that one person, if I just find that one safe place, maybe it would be different. But the longer it goes, the more frustrated I became, the more desperate I became for anyone and anything to affirm my value and worth in life. And it was a struggle to have a God relationship because even though I knew that was in his way, when you're in it, the aftermath is, is destructive. That depravity leaves such an impact on your self-esteem, on my vision for my future, because I felt if this is how people who are supposed to love me treat me, then how is anyone else going to treat me and, and can I live with that? So it was a constant struggle to hang on to just a fragile thread of hope that I had value and worth in this life and to get through the physical aspects of that if I was really, really good or did really great things, somebody would love me. 
You know, Andy, that's, I hear that so much with many, the aftermath of, of many types of trauma or really difficult trials that we go through. And shame is a huge issue. It's one of the initial lies in the Garden of Eden uh, where Adam and Eve were realized they were naked, naked and they hid from God. And they were, it was shame that was yeah. one of the initial fruits. And as we minister and um, speak life over those who have been through sexual assault, it's really what, what I see is helping them see themselves through God's eyes and that their worth, their self-worth is not based on their performance or how perfect they can be. And it's not based on the experiences, the, the trauma, the things that have happened to, to them. Their, their self-worth is not related to that. It doesn't even fit into the equation, but it's really because of God's love that a person's value rests on two basic truths. And that is this, uh, that God planned you. He wants you that he planned you and that he wants you. And in that, that you're not an accident, but God was thinking about you when he created you. And here's the thing is the, in the world, we live in a fallen world and things happen to Christians and people who are not Christians. It's like the Bible says the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. And yeah. trials happen, challenges happen and gnarly situations that you know, we wish never came our way. It, it does happen, but it's in, uh, with what I do as an identity mentor is really redirecting people back to God to see themselves as God sees them and know how significant they are and how valued they are and how loved they are. Absolutely, Linda, you couldn't have said it better. And I remember distinctly when I was very young, like I'm talking probably three or four years old, somehow there was a particular incident with my birth mother and God and his infinite love made me realize that he did not create these things. He did not cause these things to happen. What he did was he gave each of us free will and it was the people who chose to do bad things or people who chose to do good things that manifested in certain actions. And I knew that the past now, of course, is part of my life, but it doesn't have to define my life, which is one of the things we try and instill in the kids that we rescue, that today is the day you choose what happens to you. You choose what you want to do, but that God definitely has a plan and a purpose for each of their lives. And we have to just move forward. And he is the healer and the person that loves us through that process of transition. And, you know, Andy, in this, I want to say to the people listening is that God is not happy or pleased or actually God is mad about what happened to you about yeah. the sexual assault that takes place out there in the world. You know, we call it Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but I think it's been an awareness year because this topic is escalating. And strangely enough, a, a kind of moral revolution, if you want to call it that, is coming from Hollywood. I know. Which is really strange, but 
It is. And people are coming to the forefront. People, strong women. And this is the thing it, that I, we're seeing across the board is very strong women, successful women in the industry that we all know have included themselves in the Me Too movement. Yes, yes, very powerful. And thankfully, something positive to, to come out from all of that disaster, the depravity that happened and the people that have hurt because it, it, it hurts everybody when somebody is assaulted, when somebody's personal um, space, not just space, but their, their being, their mind, their soul, their body is used that way. Yeah, you know, with the shame um, what I've seen comes a lot of rejection that um, the yeah. person, and that's what makes one feel devalued. But it's like, what I want to focus on is to really, for the listeners to embrace their true value as one planned and created by God himself. And here's a key is God does not abandon you or reject you. He accepts you right now just the way you are and his arms are open wide just for you just the one i know there are going to be women listening to this who have been through sexual abuse sexual assault emotional abuse but god is good and he's a good father and yeah. he's always ready to embrace you when you come to him when you return Absolutely. it's like when you return he's all ready to throw a party for you because you're so beloved and so special to him that he, and he wants you Absolutely and his love Linda is so pure so genuine he wants to heal all of that in us I've been transformed a couple of times in my life because it was layers and layers of healing. It didn't happen overnight. And if someone out there is listening, I, I can't guarantee there's an instantaneous moment where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm all good now. No, I believe it really is a process of love. And in a love relationship, it takes time. And God just so wants, as you said, to cradle the walking wounded, anyone that's been hurt this way. It is not his will that, <clears throat> but you are a perfect being in his eyes and that's what he sees abba daddy wants to love his children sometimes we just can't recognize it right you know even right now for the listeners i just encourage you to say out loud i am valuable god loves me and god accepts me and you know the healing of the heart is a process it, the Bible says Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and he is in the process even right now of healing you in your heart. Uh, those who have experienced this um, where the sexual assault awareness month really means something to you. God is healing your heart, but it's a process and he does everybody differently. It's like it could happen fast or it could take over a number of months. It's you just, he, he knows how to heal your heart and he knows how to do it in a way that nobody on earth knows. He okay. will completely restore you and heal, and heal your heart um, in such a way that a big transformation takes place. You know, in the New Testament, uh, in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so what it's saying is when you renew your mind, and that means you're pulling out 
old thoughts, uh, old ways of thinking, and also thoughts that are a result of a sexual assault trauma, that you're pulling those, those thoughts of shame and of not being valued, of feeling like you deserved it, you did, you're wrong, you did something, you fall short, but replacing those with what God says is true about you. And what he says is that you are significant, you're loved, and you're valued. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish with all my heart I could give to every listener out there who is struggling or who has been hurt that peace and that comfort. But that comes from God. And he will, just as you said, refresh, renew, transform, and, and the shame will be gone. Uh, Andy, with working with these at-risk teens, what do you see as the biggest obstacle uh, mentally and emotionally that they, what's the greatest hurdle mentally and emotionally? I would say definitely the self-image that they have of themselves until they feel or trust, which is a big issue, that somebody truly believes in them, warts and all, as they say good, bad, or indifferent, no matter what they do, that we will not leave them, we will not forsake them, just like God the Father does not forsake us. Until that happens, they really don't have a way to start healing the self-image that they have of themselves. And our goal is to help them build little successes and to have um, celebrate moments so that they start getting what I would call a storehouse of positives of affirmations that really come from God, whether they know it or not, in their life, and then they start taking off and realize that they do have uh, value, that they do have worth in this life. You know, I'm really big on using the, the Bible and personalizing it and speaking it forth, and speaking forth on one's real self-worth um, is so life-changing because there's such power in the word and speaking out and saying, I am significant. I am free from condemnation. I belong to God. I'm secure. I have been redeemed and I'm forgiven. And God created me with purpose. All of those things begin to transform the thinking. And what happens, Andy, is that it starts dropping down from the head into the heart, into your spirit, so that your with with the way your mind goes, your emotions will follow. And when you get your mind in agreement with heaven as, as how God sees you, and it's difficult at first, especially post-trauma in the aftermath of assault, uh, it's difficult to because your mind doesn't believe it fully. But when you say it anyway, and you begin the process of transforming and renewing your mind, and then the supernatural transformation takes place. The metamorphosis, metamorphosis takes place where you're changed into more and more into this new creation, the likeness of Christ. Uh, when you're working with the teens, um, then how, what tools do you give them to help them in this process? One of the tools, Linda, is simply, to first and foremost love unconditionally no matter what they've done or where they've come from we love them first because Jesus calls us to love one another sadly not everyone knows or how to express that love sometimes but we love them first 
without judgment, and then we service their needs. And as their needs get met, their basic ones, eating, sleeping, a clean shower, things like that, a job or helping them with school, those immediate needs, then they start thinking about other things. And so we make sure we connect them with somebody strong in many areas of the community. Maybe it's a banker that helps them with budgeting, or maybe it's somebody else um, that's a mentor that meets with them uh, once a month or every so often for coffee or takes them someplace to give them ad additional modeling. And most of our folks, even though we're not a religious organization, are faith-based. So our kids experience Jesus in action, whether they know it or not at first, but they do know something is different by the way we treat them, by the way we love them, and by the way we stick with them in good times and bad no matter what. So then they begin to think, hey, if these people believe in me, and if I can do these things, maybe I'm not so bad. Maybe I can do other things. Just like when I was affirmed in school, when I had great success in school or business, I felt like, oh, well, maybe I am good. Maybe, maybe I'm not so bad. And it's just a process of building good on good after a while. You know, Andy, so many people in the world that are just have not had a super traumatic event in their life still struggle with, with self-esteem issues. They, people in general struggle with feeling, believing that they have value, that they're significant. So uh, put that in with a, an assault, any type of assault, then it just catapults it, the, um, the feelings that you have of shame and, and just, just not feeling valued. Absolutely. You don't have to have a super traumatic event to not feel good about yourself. But here's what I would say, and it's something I had to do. I had to practice looking in the mirror and being able to say, you know what, Andy, you may not be perfect, but you're okay right now. And God is still working on you. Because if we don't love ourselves the way God does for me at this point in my life, I would say it's almost offensive to the, the God that created the delight of his heart. He loves his children. He loves each and every one of us. But we have to love, learn to love ourselves too the way he sees us. So, you know, look in the mirror and say, look, things may not be perfect right now, but today I'm okay. And I'm going to get better. Yeah. You know, I think as I uh, mentor, I do a lot of mentoring with young people, is building their identity, seeing their true self, the real self that God created, and knowing that God has a plan for their life, and knowing that his plans are to prosper them, and that he gives each person hope and a future. And that's, that's what he's that's what he's doing right in this moment to everybody who's listening is he says you have hope and you have a future you're significant i planned you and you are of great value you are my treasure god says you are my treasure andy i'd like you to can you share with us where you're located and how people can find you absolutely we are located in central oregon and it's folks would like to contact us or get a hold of us or find out more, they can go to BeulahsPlace.org, which is B-E-U-L-A-H-S-P-L-A-C-E.org, or they can call 541-526-0445, 541-526-0445. 
5260445. And even if they're not in our area, Linda, if they have a need that we can help with or we can give information or direction to, or if they just need someone to talk to who's been there and experienced it, please call the number. We're here for you too, and we'll do the best we can because God loves you so much. Thank you, Andy. It's really been a joy having you today and uh, talking about this very important issue. And I'm sure over this month, we're going to hear a lot more. And this, you know, I thought with Weinstein, we'd be done with this issue. And then it just exploded. And um, it's really, it's bringing a lot more people forward to talk about it. And I think a lot more hearts uh, to get healed. So in a strange way, I'm, I'm thankful for what has happened this past year. Yes, out of bad comes good. And I think it's great that we are all talking about it now. It's now maybe some of the people who are suffering will be able to get the, the healing that they need. Right. That, that, the, there are a lot of brave, brave people out there. So yes, okay. there are. <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to just close this, um, podcast with talking to my audience directly you know you guys the reason we do this is because we love you we have a heart for you and we want to speak into your lives and help you and lift you up and affirm you as to who you are how god sees you and how um how how you are his beloved and so there are many of you listening that maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart or you asked him in to your heart and you just kind of dropped it. You walked away or you haven't really been living for him. And this is a time when you can recommit your heart to him and allow healing to take place inside of you. And many of the listeners who have experienced sexual assault, I'm speaking to you that you have a father a good father who loves you and who doesn't desert you or abandon you, but he's just standing at the door of your heart, knocking and wooing you and drawing you into a relationship with him. So today you can ask Jesus into your heart. You can ask him to be Lord of your life. You don't have to have the whole thing figured out about Jesus. But that drawing that you're feeling, that even discomfort that you're feeling inside is the Holy Spirit wooing you to the Father. So we're going to pray right now and ask Jesus, if you want to join me, ask Jesus into your heart. Thank him for dying on the cross and ask him to forgive you for your sins. So we're going to do that right now. So just um, everybody out there, just if you want to repeat this after me, Lord Jesus, Come into my heart right now. Forgive me for how I have fallen short. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for the things I've done against you, whether I knew it or didn't know it, whether I realized it or not. I'm asking you to forgive me. And Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I'm so thankful for you. And I want to learn about you. Teach me. And fill me with your spirit. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you guys, uh, drop me a line if you prayed that prayer. And um, you can reach me uh, through my website at lindabrightman.com. And I will be talking with you next week. So you guys be blessed and press in. <laughs>